Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Wednesday. It is hump day here at The Toast. Hey, Jax, how you doing? I'm doing good in full candid nature like we mm. always are. We're so transparent and authentic. Claudia and I have been recording and then my computer froze and force restarted. So this is take two on Wednesday, July 12th. The good news is we were maybe 15% through the episode. Yeah, I mean, we lost 20 minutes, which is a big chunk. It's not like, you know, three, four, five minutes. It was 20 minutes. Yeah, like we covered a lot, you know. Okay, let's tell everyone what we covered. Okay. I told everyone... um, this idea that I'm working on for Jackie's maternity leave. Ugh, I can't get into all this bullshit again. Okay. Oh, like this idea that I'm having just like kind of, you know, making installments for when Jackie's out. Maybe doing, you know, Taylor Tuesdays, hubby hump days, you know, Ben coming in on Wednesdays. It's an idea we're working through. Jackie and I like spitballed back and forth. We didn't come up with anything concrete. We basically just came to the conclusion that it's a work in progress. And that we need to schedule a separate brainstorm to continue the brainstorm. But do let me know what you guys think about that. Unless you don't like it, then I don't want to hear but she loves um, installments, so keep that in mind. That if you have something yeah. negative to say, like you're kind of coming for Turdy's jugular. You're kind of like chipping away at what makes me me. Right. But yeah, tell her how you feel. Then we dove into uh, the Shania Twain concert that I attended last night. Um, overall, good show. You know, love me Shum Shum Shania. She looked great. She sounded great. Her personality I'm not, you know, entirely familiar with, and I was shocked to learn she's a little quirky, you know? A little bit of an oddball. You didn't know that she was a little quirky? Like, no. I watched her documentary, and it was kind of serious. Um, mm. You know, she talked about her divorce and Lyme's disease, so it was it was more in her upbringing. So, you know, I could tell she had a personality, but it wasn't like, you know, Shania peeled back. Yeah, but, like, where was she recently where she was wearing that red wig? Yeah, she's been, like, running around town in wigs, and she's, you know, I understand that. Sometimes you put a wig on and it changes your whole personality. So maybe that's what she's going through. Yeah, but it's also just like a quirky thing to do. Interesting note from the show was that she did not um, do an, a costume change until the encore, which I thought was interesting, especially because between songs she had these like elaborate, you know, dancer. while well, she was off stage. It was like dancers and like, you know, hyping it up. And then she came out in the same outfit, which I thought was interesting. I personally kind of like that because, I mean, one, she needs breaks, so she could do whatever she wants with her breaks, maybe have a snack, have a beverage, go to the bathroom. Um, but sometimes it's just all about the music. Yeah. Obviously, it's not Era's tour. Right, and maybe you're right. kind no. of like accustomed now. You've been spoiled. Well, when we all walked into the arena, we all had been to Era's tour, and we all were like, damn, this place feels so small. <laughs> and it was Madison Square Garden. We were like, we were just like coming, like the last concert I'd been to was the Eras tour, and I went to three. So 
like to scale. It was just kind of um, it was just a small, it was just shocking. It was a small intimate show. I felt like I could see everyone in the arena. That is really funny. We were all like, "Does it feel so small in here?" That's really funny. And Madison Square Garden seats like twenty thousand people. It was not small. You're spoiled for life. Literally, Taylor spoiled um, you. And then I was telling, you know, everyone, oh my God, we talked so much. Okay. Then I was telling everyone about this couple who was standing in front of me who was so This was worth repeating. Okay. So she came out to play um, You're Still the One. And actually, you know, she did this whole speech before where she was like, I'm going to bring someone out to sing this with me. And, you know, I've known this person for a really long time. We've never sang together. And we were so excited. Me and Margo were like, who the hell is it going to be? Because Shania is, like, really A-list. And she has a lot of, like, famous friends. When we saw her at Stagecoach, she brought out Nick Jonas. Like, she's weirdly friends with a lot of singers. Mm -hmm. So me and Margo were pretty much set on it being Harry Styles because they are close. Um, (laughs) And turns out it was not Harry Styles. She said, please, after, like, hyping it up so much, she's like, please, welcome to the stage, Hoda. And it was just kind of like a collective pause because Hoda is a queen, would take a bullet for Hoda, but she's not a singer. She's a talker. No, and to sing on the song that you all came there to hear. Right. It's just not what you came to hear. Yeah. So we were all like question mark. And it turns out Hoda uh, said, I'm actually, you know, here to present you with, it was like the 20th anniversary of Shania's like debut, not debut, but like the album that blew up that has, you know, all the songs on it. I think it's called Come On Over. Um, Just hit like the 20th anniversary and it hit, you know, 20 million copies, whatever. So they gave her this plaque. It was a nice little thing. And I was like, okay, bye Hoda. And then Shania was like, Hoda, but I still want you to sing with me. And I was like, I don't feel like that's necessary. But apparently Shania thought it was. Um, (laughs) So they did sing like a little chorus acoustically and then Hoda left and Shania sang the whole song by herself, which like was what we all can't, what we all came for and for those of us who don't know the song how does it go oh you're just kind of you're obviously <laughs> like you're trying to make me not mad that we had to not record I'm the better minutes again I'm buttering you you're up. buttering me up all right it goes a little something like this you're still the one I'll run to the one that I belong to you're still the one I kiss good night that song always makes me think of Jackson Brittany from Vanderpump Rules because that was I went to their wedding and that was their first dance song and it actually like I loved it that's so beautiful I don't have any associations with it oh so well, maybe that's my association maybe I'll take yours on an association by proxy yeah or this next story that you're going to tell will now be yes. my association maybe you could even send me what you have yeah so in front of us there was the cutest older couple who were just like being cute the whole time and then when she's saying you know still the one they were grasping onto each other for dear life, hysterically crying. The man, like, could not stop wiping his eyes. We all behind them were crying. And we took, like, all these cute pictures and videos of them. Because, like, I just felt like it was a moment they might want to, you know, relive, show the grandkids. And a few minutes later, once they had, like, stopped crying and everything and she moved on to a more upbeat song, I tapped the lady. And I, I we were all, like, nobody wanted to tap her and, like, ask for her phone number. Because we were, like, either this is cute or, like, incredibly weird of us. We weren't sure. So, of course, nobody would do it. So I was, like, um, hello. And I was like, I took some, you know, really cute pictures and videos of you and your husband during that song. Do you want me to send them to you? She was like, oh, my God, of course. And she gave me her phone number. And then she texted me afterwards. She was like, thank you so much. And it all ended up good. But I, after doing it, I was like, that could have gone either way. Yeah, though, if I were on the receiving end of that, I would love if someone, like, was capturing me candidly being cute and then I didn't have yeah, to but worry like it's about a private like, moment you know you're not thinking about other people looking at you sure it's a private moment but you're in a stadium or an uh, yes arena arena so like how private is it and okay at worst like 
she doesn't want the videos or she has them and she doesn't care for them and everyone moves on. Like, I think it, no, it, it, it it's worth the risk. Good. And I it was, ended good. I was telling you, like, if you really want to go viral on TikTok, like, you should post the video and be like, we were at the Shania concert sitting behind this sweet couple when they played this song. Like, I don't know how people on TikTok yeah, yeah. conjure Talk. emotion. Well, and then I was telling you that <laughs> I obviously, you know, that thought did cross my mind to exploit these two people's, you know, genuine moment for content and perhaps clout. Um, however, it felt wrong. It felt exploitive. It felt like, you know, these people didn't ask me to take photos of them. And like, I, I'm not the type of person who approves of taking pictures of people without their consent. I've done that in the past and I've learned my lesson. And then I was telling you how, yeah. while I do agree with you and ultimately come to the same decision, like you actually might be standing in their way of like being viral superstars, getting free Shania tickets for life, like Shania performing at their vow renewal. Like sometimes you kind of have to take a chance and, and exploit the elderly. <laughs> Sometimes you do have to take a chance and exploit the elderly. But then what I was telling you was that, you know, oh, that is a possibility. But also the video could like flop and then, you know, I just like exploited these people's tender moment. And I've decided to not take the risk of maybe getting Shania Twain tickets or maybe exploiting this tender moment between two lovers. And I was telling you how I decided not to. And I was telling you how I understand Great. Which I do understand, but I do want to see the video still. I'll let you know if it's worth. It's, yeah, like it's, it's, you know, some things are okay to be left unposted. That's something I'm learning in my later years. Oh, that's true. That's, that's a lesson. That's the damn truth. That's a lesson you gotta learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. And I've learned it. And, you know, I don't need to post everything I think and everything I take. I just... I think that's okay. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then you were telling us that, you know, you have a really big day today, which is why we decided to podcast from home to just kind of mitigate any, you know, potential physical strains. Yes. So we've been going back and forth all week on if we were going to do studio today, because um, we both have a big day, actually. Like, don't minimize your day. No, um, my day's not that big. It's, it's more about you. Like, let it be about you, Jax. It's so hard for me. Oh, God. <laughs> so um, I'm doing Talk Shop Live tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. The link is in my stories. Um, it's going to be so fun. It's a live stream with the girly swirlies. I'm going to be selling uh, signed copies of my books available for pre-order. And we're just going to be having like a girly time. I'll be taking questions from the live chat. It's going to have like a little bit of freaking Fred energy. Mm -hmm. Well, I had told you in our previous recording that I felt like the the TSL tonight was going to be giving freaking Fred energy. That's what I had said. You had said. You you did yeah. say that. And is that what they call it? TSL? Oh, I just made that up. I don't know. I like it. Uh, uh Because I, I like, like it. So that's this evening. I want to make sure that I have enough energy and physical wherewithal to do that so we decided to not go into the studio today and we are podcasting from home you know what's another thing I'm learning in my later years hmm. conservation is key whether that be you know conserving your physical energy conserving your social battery conservation is a real thing for sure you could even like zoom out conserving the rainforest such an important task conserving other things that need conserving. No, the thing is, and I feel like I just said this, conservation is key. <laughs> I feel like you said that. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but I feel like I did. Yeah. No. Now, it's a good, it's good. It's a good word, conservation. No, the, I think probably the last thing I was telling you 
in our previous recording that I wanted to bring up. Not everything we said on the first recording needs to be brought up. It wasn't, like, that amazing. Yeah, no, sometimes um, we lose, like, half the episode and we're like, you guys. Fuck. We would have won a Peabody if that. Yeah. And it maybe was too good. For this world. For this world. It's like the Tower of Babel. And, like, God just, like, knocked right. us down to size. Right. This wasn't that. But we did talk about a lot of things. Right. We just, like, covered a lot of ground, which was annoying. But, like, it's not content I was necessarily, like, super proud of. We weren't going to submit, like, that episode to the shorties or the webbies. To the streamies. Yeah, the yeah. Streamies. No, totally. Or totally. the potties. But I think it's important because something yesterday, I made a mental note to myself. I'm like, got to thank Jax for what she's done for me. Because yesterday, after we wrapped the toast, I went to do Joey Camasta's podcast, which is a Barstool Sports podcast, so I went to the Barstool offices. And when I was done, I walked out of the studio, and Joey was like, before you leave, there's like a bunch of people, toasters in the office, who want to meet you. And I'm like, fabulous. And I'm basically walking around and meeting all these people, and everyone was like, Tony! <laughs> and it kind of set in for me in that moment that I have achieved a childhood dream of mine, which is to have like a nickname that has caught on. You know, I tried to give myself nicknames. I told this story when GBT was on the podcast a few weeks ago about how just like as a child, like I craved having a nickname. There were certain kids in the class whose, you know, last names were being abbreviated or just had these nicknames and it made them special. And I so desperately wanted that and I never had it. And you have given me the gift of uniqueness and specialness because everyone at the Turdy, Turdy. And I don't know if I've ever properly thanked you for that. So that's what I'm doing here now. Well, you're so welcome. You're so deserving of a nickname because there are so many things about you that are just worth nicknaming. And you're so... No, and there's so many things about me that are unique. Yeah, and you're so familiar and everyone wants to, like, feel that kinship to you. But, you know, calling you by your given name, what do they call it, your Christian name. Yeah, my birth name. (laughs) It doesn't... It doesn't slap the way that it, I feel it should. Yeah, so now Claudia is very formal. Yeah, I'm so grateful. I'm, you know, indebted to you eternally. Do you prefer Turdy or Turdy Lou? Honestly, well, as long as people are talking to me, I'm happy. But if I had to have a preference. If you can get choosy. Turdy Lou. Turdy Lou. Like the double, the double, the middle name like makes it even more special, you know? Yeah. And then your last name, Turdilou Murdaugh. Yeah. Turdilou Ashray Murdaugh. Safar. Right. Theo's mother. So I just wanted to put it out there that like I cannot be called Turdy enough. I'm living my dreams. <laughs> and if you had told like seventh, seventh grade me that you will grow up to have like an internationally recognized nickname because you know the toast is huge in Canada – I don't know if I would have believed you. It would. It really is a dream come true. That and what if we had told you in seventh grade that the the name was Turdy? Do you think you would Means, have been like? And they're calling you like in the in recess, like Turd. So yeah, I don't know if this nickname would have slapped as hard in middle school because kids can be vicious, right? However, everything hurts. The name has kind of taken on its own meaning. That like I don't think people are even putting together that like. You know, there's the word poop in my nickname, you know? I agree. It's it's larger than life now. It's honestly larger than me. Maybe maybe that's your next tour. Like right. The Tordy Lou. To- Jackie, the Tordy Lou. The Tordy Lou. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. That's it. Yeah, and that joke wasn't on the previous podcast. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so... Now I feel like, is there anything we talked about in that previous 20 minutes that we lost that we haven't covered here? 
just if you wanted to share the factoid that you knew that you were able to stump Margo with that Shania Twain is no, Canadian. Honestly, I, by the way, when we were talking about the Shania show, I was like trying to remember everything I spoke about in the previous recording, and I intentionally skipped that fun fact. Like, who cares? Okay, but Shania Twain is Canadian if you ever want to throw that around. And she lives in Switzerland. If you like, just I th- what I, why I brought it up, I guess now we'll talk about it. Is, you know, she's like the queen of country, and country's like so Americana and like, you know, all that. But she's a Canadian queen. And I know, of course, you can have country music in Canada. I believe there's a big, you know, community crew, crew, crew over there. Um, but it's just funny. Like, I just thought it was interesting. So I was sharing my Shania fun facts with the group at the concert last night because I'd recently watched her documentary, which I do highly recommend. Great. Thank you. I feel caught up. So, yeah. Is that everything that we spoke about? Yeah. I just sounded like Amanda Bynes and she's the man. But what did yeah, she you say did. there? It absorbs right up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when she puts the tampon up her I nose. I feel caught up. <laughs> it absorbs right up. I don't know if that's a movie I will truly ever stop quoting. And why would you? Like, why would you have to? Duda. Why would you have to? Who would make you? Like, no one would make me, but you know, sometimes you like naturally stop <laughs> like it, referencing things. It fades. Yeah, like I hope, like the, honestly, the way I feel about Cheese the Man is the way I feel about being called Turdy Lou. Like I hope nobody ever stops, but like things happen naturally. Yeah, but not that. Not, not that. that. Like, because I see you for what you really are, which is which ugly. Which is ugly. Yeah. Right. So now, without further ado, we've got a great show. Five stories, dear Housters. And it's time for the fast five stories that you do need to know. And the fast five stories that you do need to know are brought to you by Branch Basics. The Branch Basics Premium Starter Kit will provide you everything you need to replace all of your toxic cleaning products in your house. It's really a no-brainer. So Branch Basics products are non-toxic, they're hypoallergenic, free of fragrance, hormone disruptors, and harmful preservatives. They're baby and pet safe, and they're clean and cost-effective. So, you know, we've got the Strice Bros running around, we've got Harry running around touching every surface possible. It's so important that we are taking care of our homes in a clean, non-toxic, hypoallergenic, allergenic baby and pet safe type of way and that's where branch basic has entered the chat i love the branch basics dishwashing pods they are so easy to use they get my my you know smelly dishes all clean the uh surface cleaner is great and i feel like jackie is obsessed with branch basics every time i come to her house she's like hey did you try my new soap like she's always kind of like talking about branch basics no and you know, i'm like you're kind of you're kind of toxic about your non-toxic cleaning products it can be toxic to be so high on non-toxicity and yeah you always come over like for lunch so the table gets it's a little messy. I'm like, don't worry about it. My all-purpose cleaner. So like, true. Watch this. And right. Harry's right there. He's watching too. And also Harry like loves to clean. So it's fun to be able yeah. to like give him cleaning supplies that he can actually play with and without the worry. So you can save 15% off and get free shipping on your starter kit when you use code TOAST at branchbasics.com. Again, that is code TOAST for 15% off plus free shipping when you purchase a starter kit. Branch Basics, B-R-A-N-C-H, Basics, B-A-S-I-C-S.com, code TOAST for 15% off and free shipping. Today's episode is also brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets, and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and get hyped for all the fun that you're going to have. So Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, (laughs) baseball, (laughs) concerts, comedy, the theater, and more. If you'd like to check out the Spring Musicale, make sure you're getting Game Time tickets on the Game Time app. 
Here's what's so great about Game Time and why they're the fastest growing ticket app in the country. Get images of your seat before you buy. You know exactly what you can expect when you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. It's literally two taps and you're set. And tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code TOTES for $20 off your first purchase. That's uh, Game Time app, G-A-M-E-T-I-M-E. Terms apply, so just create an account, redeem your code TOAST for $20 off, download Game Time today, last-minute ticket deals, lowest price guaranteed. And it's also just great like to have on your phone all the time. Like If you're traveling, you're going on a bachelorette party, you just find yourself in a different city. It's a great way to find out like about the cool happenings in the town that you happen to be in. And then you're like the cool, fun friend who always just has like great ideas. And little do you know, the secret is Game Time. That's so true. That's like the friend I want to be. Yeah, that's a good hack. Life hack. hack. Hacky-o. Okay, our first story, which makes us officially caught up to where we were because we were just Thank going over God. the first story, which is that Britney Spears reveals her bombshell memoirs title, topless cover, and release date. So yesterday, Britney and her team revealed that her memoir is called The Woman in Me, and it will be hitting bookshelves on October 24th. The cover features a black and white photo of a topless Britney taken in 2001. The lyric is from her song, I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. And it will be published by an imprint of Simon & Schuster. I'm just trying to find the woman in me. That song means so much to me. If you've seen my comedy special, you know like why that song literally raised me. Yeah. And it... It just was so pertinent to that time in your life when and actually, that I, actually movie. I would say you were a girl at the time. I know yeah. you felt confused, but yeah. objectively you were a girl, not yet a woman. No, certainly not. But I think that song was a part of my journey to womanhood. Hundred percent. I do agree. I with think that. for a lot of girlies our age, like that song played in left an indelible mark. Yeah. It's on true. our souls. So it makes sense that that would be a lyric she references and at first, I didn't get the title. I didn't realize it was mm -hmm. from that song. I thought it was from a different song that's not by her. But I like it uh, because I like it. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably read this book. I, I do like celebrity memoirs. Um, I feel like this is literally what I was saying as we got cut off last time. So let me finish my thought now. Okay. So I find myself thinking a lot about Britney's finances. Like, of course, she's like, you know, a huge pop star. She has tons of hits. She did tons of tours. She did a Las Vegas re residency. You feel like that money will never run out. But of course, like the conservatorship was meant to preserve that money. But I think it ended up taking a lot of money out of her pocket. There were so many people like on salary and just like literally living off the conservatorship. Mm -hmm. Um, she also, like, really hasn't worked in many, many years. I think the the one thing she's done is that song with Elton John, which was, of course, big. But streaming, you know, doesn't make you a ton of money. It just is a platform for you to then tour and sell merch and do all that stuff. So I feel like Britney's finances, like, aren't really um, – I don't think there's, like, this endless well of, of money for her, um, given all those circumstances that I just – talked through and so I felt like this book you know the she got what 15 million right oh I I wasn't sure but that's I feel like you know the book is definitely like a a money thing as opposed to like and, and I think it's also like a wanting to tell your story type of thing but I feel like it's definitely um something she needs to do financially so I don't know what that means in terms of like what the book is going to provide for us got it so yes, it was fifteen million, which is one of like the biggest deals. What I was saying when we got cut off, which was that I'm kind of um, 
unsure about how I feel about the book, whether I'm going to read it, whether I feel like it's like necessary or the right time because I feel like she's still healing from everything and I feel like a book is something that you write more as like a retrospective of everything that's happened and it's clear from you know everything that she puts forward that she's just like living in the moment enjoying her freedom and like not fully past everything that's happened so I'd be very curious like what this book has in store for us and like where the story sorts of sort of ends and like where she is now mentally I will wait to see like what the reviews are if you read it first and you're like you have to read it um and same with like the toasters like I'm just gonna see what the what the buzz is because I do feel like a little skeptical that it's a little premature Mm-hmm. and not she's not at like the end of this chapter no and also I mean I feel like the kind of elephant in the room is like when you you keep up with Brittany on social you I don't think you know a word you would use to describe like her state of mind is like lucid it feels like she's definitely like still suffering a lot of the consequences of like being put on medication that she wasn't supposed to be on and like really being so like manipulated so it seems like it's still a person in crisis not someone who's at the end of the journey and can now look back and see see it for what it was right she said when she like announced the book she was talking about it yesterday she said I worked my ass off and had therapy to write my memoir and now when I think about like the way that this book must have actually like physically been written I feel like it was like her and a therapist and a ghostwriter in a room and like the writer just like writing down all of these things and and putting it together for her yeah like I I I think that would probably be a good method (laughs) yeah yeah, I guess if you want to get the story out of her, yes. So, I don't know. I There's so much, like, in my opinion, like, mystery still when it comes to Brittany. It's, like, not entirely sure what's going on. So, just like most things, I think we'll have to wait and see for what this book holds. Yeah, and this book, like, could answer some of those questions, like, of the mystery of her yeah I am living for like the very threatening nature of her promotional content thus far I worked my ass off in therapy so you guys better like it but if you don't that's okay yeah she said okay guys so my book is coming out very very soon I worked my ass off for this book I had a lot of therapy to get this book done so you guys better like it and if you don't like it that's fine too yeah it's like talk a big game but if you don't like it that's fine too that's literally like both sides of my personality like you better like it but if you don't that's fine yeah We'll just have to wait and see. I don't, like, the thing is with Brittany, I feel like the culture has, like, made me care about, like, her journey when, like, I'm not even, I'm not, like, a huge Brittany, like, I'm rooting for her so, you know, wholeheartedly because I'm a human being. But I feel like if it weren't for all the documentaries and the movements, Free Brittany, like, I might not have taken up such an interest in this story. I felt like it was kind of thrust upon the culture. Um... So I, like, want to read it just to, like, be a person who keeps up with culture. But I don't have this, like, you know, natural desire. To, like, it's just not something I'm particularly – and is it bad to say, like, particularly interested in? Yeah. You know? No, I agree with you. But that's also funny considering, like, she was such a big part of our childhood. I like, know. Like, she was, like, our girl. And when you think about, like, Jessica Simpson's book, like, we loved Britney more than we loved Jessica aside from her being your birthday buddy and, like, how much that book, once you actually read it, like, how much you took away from it. So there is ample opportunity for this to be just like that. Because I, I, I do want to like say – I, I do Jessica- want to say – I don't think I liked Brittany more than I liked Jessica. That's oh, okay. That's just what I want. I, like, I, I, I believe so. I believe you. Snitch loved Brittany. You yes. loved Jessica, and also she was your birthday buddy. Yeah. I liked them both. I, de- I, I think I liked Brittany more than Jessica personally. And when Jessica Simpson's like memoir was coming out, like 
it took a lot of teasers for me to be like, oh, this is something that I want to read. And then it like totally changed my life. And then it took for me, you reading the book and telling me 45 times to read it to get me to read it. Right. So I wonder if I'll have that same experience with Brittany's book. I do not know. I think the potential is definitely there. But the way that I feel is like everything we've learned about her through like the Free Britney movement and the documentaries is like this girl has been through so much. Leave her alone. And I feel like her now needing to write a book about everything that she's been through just feels more like, you know, milking of the Britney cow. Yeah. But but I understand what you need that what you're saying, which is that she needs money. I think she does. But, and I, don't th- I think she can't tour. But the, uh, the other thing that she has working in her favor is that like based on what we see, like I think she has a relatively low cost of living for I don't think so. an A-lister. Well, for an A-lister, yes. But she literally um, is always on vacation. She's like always taking pictures on her private jets. Like I think every time she like – she doesn't leave her house. And when she does, she goes on vacation. And I think it's a quarter of a million dollar vacation. Just like between the planes, the villas. Like I think – And I think that's what she just wants to be doing. She was in a prison for so many years. I completely relate to that. But I'm just like so like fixed on on the money of it all. Like I just don't think there's a lot of money left. Yeah. Which is crazy because at a point in time she was the biggest star in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And she just – she was being like um, forced to do this residency for literally like years and years. Yeah. But when there's so many people, like, eating out of your ass, it runs out. Right. So I can understand why she, like, took a huge book deal, was like, listen to my therapy, write what you want, there's the book. Which is why, as a reader, I'm like, I don't know that it's a book I'm going to be, like, desperate to read. I think she's also limited in what she can do for money. Like, she can't tour. I don't really think, like, I'm sure, you know, all the big interview shows offered her a ton of money to sit down for, like, a documentary or an interview. Um... I don't know if she's in the right headspace for that. So I think she's really limited. And so like a book where you can have it completely edited, have people help you, is really one of her only options. Yeah. She could like do more endorsements. She could. <laughs> um, yeah. She could. She could sell merch. I feel like people would support her merch, honestly. Yeah, I think so too. She also has so many quote- quotable things that she says like skinny as a needle, like merch. Yeah. Make it merch. merch. And like, I feel like people just want to support her and they'll buy the book for that reason. So honestly, Brittany needs merch. And she's always like dancing and like taking videos. Like just wear your merch in your living room. Yeah. Free idea. We need we need a line of Brittany merch. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. Which is so interesting. Okay. Adrian Bailone reveals that Solange Knowles was originally cast in Cheetah Girls. Wow. So Adrienne Bailone was on a podcast and she stunned fans when she revealed that Solange was actually supposed to be in the movie. She said, I got the role and at the time I was told that the other girls were cho- who were chosen were Raven Simone as Galleria, Sabrina Bryan as Dorinda, myself as Chanel, and Solange as Aqua. Wait, I'm sorry. I don't think I ever put together that the character's name in Cheetah Girls is Dorinda. <laughs> I and feel she's like, like it's the not blonde girl. Claudia, yeah, I actually think that that that's a typo. Like, no, honestly, it feels right. But no, like, I, feel I don't like know if I like ever D- thought about it. Doria or something. No, I think maybe they called her like no, Dor. It's Dorinda. Wait, I'm <laughs> shocked by that information. Like, that's literally an older woman's name. Like, that's so weird. Especially because I really feel like Galleria Chanel. Like, they kind of nailed the names. Yeah, Dorinda's definitely an outlier. And she's the girl who like. The blonde girl. Was the blonde girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So then she, uh, Adrian had said that Aqua's character is supposed to be from Houston and um, Solange like has Solange. a Texas accent and everything. And so while it was supposed to be Solange, she said, and originally she was supposed to be Aqua, Keely Williams took over the role when Solange ended up not doing the film at the last minute for whatever reason. That's so funny. I could literally see the role of Aqua being written for Solange Knowles. Like, it, it actually makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Like, when people heard this, they were like, oh, my God, we were deprived of this movie, which would have been amazing. I mean, Keely Williams was amazing. And, like, I don't she was. I don't think of Cheetah Girls and be like, something was lacking. Missing. But I feel like Solange would have been amazing. And even though now, you know, it would seem off-brand for her, I actually don't think that it would. Like, I think she could have still been who she is now while having the Cheetah Girls. No, same. I, I actually think it would have been an amazing role for her. And I think they got a great replacement because, like, you know, when you think Solange, you obviously think Beyonce, girl group, Destiny's Child. And 3LW was, like, similar to Destiny's Child. Honestly, they did a really good job of replacing Solange, but I do think the role initially being for Solange is also an inspired idea. Yeah, agreed. And it's just like, what I'm shocked. I, you know what's so just like something I want to say. I don't know why I need to like preface it. Um, I just love Adrian Bailon. Like I love her connection to the Kardashians. I love how much she still loves them and they still love her even though like I think her relationship with Rob like was really traumatic and ended very poorly. Um, I just love her and I feel like every time I talk about her it's in a positive way and I just love her and I don't want to hear anything bad about her ever. I agree. She's like a positive force in the industry. She is. I feel like she's probably like a really nice person. And I think she just gets, like, a lot of opportunities and roles because she's, like, a pleasure to work with. Yeah, and she's good at her job, and she seems professional, and she's there to yeah. work. And She's on E! News right now, right? Is she? Yeah, when the – she was on The Real for a very long time. That show got canceled, and now she's one of the main E! News hosts. So it's her, Kelty, and Justin? I believe so. Nice. I like that for her. I'm just, like – I'm. I wish her well. Like, every now and then I'll check in on her Instagram and I'll just send positive vibes her way. I'm like, you go, Adrian. And you it's send tough... them, you send them virtual, like, do you type something or are you just... No, 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 no. You don't comment just... sending love and positive vibes? No, I just, like, in the, I put out positive thoughts for her in the universe and I hope that they find their way to her. And it looks like they are because I know she's really happily married. Mm -hmm. She's killing it in her career. Like, I just love her. Yeah. Agreed. And this is a fun fact that she shared with us when she didn't have to. And that love I have for her, like, stems from her being, like, a, comfort a comforting force in my life as a child. Cheetah Girls was my favorite fucking movie. And, you know, honestly, Solange missed out. She really did. Solange is lost. I agree. Solange is lost. Was Keely's gain. Yeah, she was great. She was great. Yeah. She was great. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. A little more Taylor Swift era's ticket drama. Ticketmaster postpones Taylor's era's tour sales in France. Taylor oh Swift's God. French fans were in a frenzy after Ticketmaster suddenly halted sales for her upcoming shows in Paris and Lyon and then postponed to a later date. On Tuesday, Ticketmaster shared that the sales had been put on hold and they added that all codes not already used would remain valid and it would keep fans posted for a new on-sale time as soon as possible. Why is it so hard for Ticketmaster to literally do the thing they were created for? Why is it so hard for Ticketmaster to master selling tickets? They should not call themselves Ticketmaster. They should call themselves Ticket Loser. Like they literally, it's, the Ticketmaster thing is so problematic because like there are no other platforms you can use to sell tickets to these venues because like Ticketmaster is owned by Live Nation. Live Nation owns all the venues. It's like this, 
it's really a monopoly and, and like you can't use one without the other so it's like somebody could build a, a competitor that sells tickets that can do it in a way that's not moronic but they wouldn't be able to do it because live nation owns all these venues like it's really it's um incestuous so it's like all these artists are at the whim of Ticketmaster and like just do your fucking job yeah. like do you see me fucking up this podcast no because it's my job yeah except for the 20 minutes before but yeah yeah no just move on <laughs> um I agree and it's like if they want to have a monopoly it wouldn't bother me so much if things were working really well like I feel like and I feel like they're also really trying not to get like filibustered or whatever like censured in Congress and it's like well if you just gave the people tickets and you fucking did what you're supposed to do like we wouldn't have such complaints to be calling our local Congress people. Yeah and of course like the Taylor Swift thing blows it up and makes it you know such a big story because you know it's the biggest tour literally of all time but even with um like just normal shows that have normal demand like there's always fucking problems Mm -hmm. whether it's like you know first of all their fees are so insane it literally is criminal it doubles the price of your ticket there's just like these regular issues that are beyond the Taylor Swift thing even before that like it's just not a pleasant experience but we're all like being forced yeah plus like scalpers you can't even like get a ticket I'm a touring artist myself. I experience many issues with Ticketmaster. There's literally no other option. Like, you can't not use Ticketmaster. Yeah. And it sucks for the artists. It sucks for the fans. Like, it just sucks. Figure it out. I don't know. But the French fans are not happy. Also, I had seen, like, a lot of the European fans were like, we got our codes. Like, it's going to be great. Like, they were, like, kind of bragging that theirs was so... Seamless. ...put together. And it's not. So... Yeah, it's not... Sorry to the French. Yeah, no, je suis calm. Did you see, speaking of the French, the new trailer for Napoleon? No. Joaquin Phoenix is playing Napoleon in a big epic about Napoleon. For the theaters, for a streamer? For the, oh, I think the theaters, it didn't, actually, it was an Apple. I think it's Apple TV Plus. Now Hmm. that I'm thinking about what I saw. I mean, the theaters are having a moment, you know. I, I know, that's actually our next the story. Theater. Is it our next story that's brought to you by Legacy Box? Oh, my God, yes. The theaters are having a moment thanks to Legacy Box. Actually, do you know though, where your Do you know where your old box of old home movies is? Have you checked that box in a while to make sure it's not hot, wet, molding? All of that old media can break down over time if it's not preserved, and it'll be lost forever. So you think you just got a box of old stuff. You're like, I'll get to it later. Well, you know what? You might not have a later because the elements are coming for your VHSs and your cassettes, and Legacy Box is here to help. Legacy Box is easy. It is a way to preserve your old memories, get them digitized, and brought into the modern era. You basically load up your Legacy Box with all your old tapes, films, pictures, and send it to them. You'll get it back on a thumb drive or a cloud, ready to watch, easy to share. It is so simple it's basically like magic so they can do vhs tapes they can do camcorder tapes they can do pictures their team will professionally digitize everything by hand it's all done right here in the usa and you'll get it back on a thumb drive or the cloud along with all of your originals we did it it was literally the most magical thing like to get all these memories back back that you never thought you'd see again we had in our basement just like literal boxes filled with old we grew up in the vhs era and to get it all back we all sat around watched like our old performances of us you know at piano recitals and performing in our living room it was really such a gift i can't recommend legacy box enough don't let the summer heat age your videotapes your film reels and fade your photos visit legacybox.com toast to shop their nine dollar tape sale it's legacybox.com toast you can unlock this incredible offer do not miss it it is a great gift for someone in your life or just do it for yourself 
Today's episode is also brought to you by Caraway. Caraway cookware is non-toxic and chemical-free, so you can fill your summer with your favorite recipes without worry. Caraway makes cookware with the convenience of non-stick without the concerns of toxic forever chemicals, so you get the best of both worlds. You can have stunning cookware that is cute, and it is gorgeous, and it is also effective. It is non-stick, but it doesn't have any toxic chemicals, so you don't have to worry about all these freaky, deaky chemicals seeping into your food and getting into your family's bellies. Don't miss Caraway Summer's refresh event from June 20th to July 15th. It is almost over. For a limited time, get 10% off site-wide on the internet's favorite kitchenware. It's the perfect time to take care of all your summer gifting, ideal for both graduates and newlyweds. With cookware, bakeware, food storage, and tea kettles to choose from, there's something for everyone. Their internet-famous kitchenware is a staple for any home. It comes in various modern shades to fit with any design aesthetic. Caraway's non-stick chemical-free ceramic coating makes it easy cooking and easy cleanup. The non-toxic kitchenware means that food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce chemical will leach into your healthy ingredients. All the sets come equipped with complimentary easy-access storage solutions to keep the kitchen tidy. You know, I love to make a chili in their Dutch oven. Ben loves to make eggs in their frying pan. It's perfect for all picky eaters. It's perfect for any kitchen. You can get any color that'll match your aesthetic. Visit carawayhome.com toast10 to get 10% off during their summer refresh event. It is almost over. The sale ends July 15th. So make sure you go, you go to carawayhome.com toast10 or use code toast10 at checkout. Certain exclusions apply. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Thank you, Claudia. I'm just loving all this non-toxicity promotion today. You're welcome. It's so important. So important. Our next story, getting back, circling back to what we were saying, the movies are having a moment. And the star of Oppenheimer, whose first name I'm going to attempt to pronounce correctly, Chillian Murphy, says... Killian, I think. And not Cillian? I'm not sure. Killian Murphy says he's 100% going to see Barbie in the theater amid the Oppenheimer same-day opening. So there are two big movies of the summer right now. And the star of one is supporting... The stars of another. Killian Murphy isn't letting a little competition put him off seeing the new Barbie film. The actor said he is 100% going to see Barbie, which will be battling it out against Oppenheimer over opening weekend later this month. And he thinks it's great that the movies are being released on the same day. He said, I'll be going to see Barbie 100%. I can't wait to see it. I think it's just great for the industry and for audiences that we have two amazing films by amazing filmmakers coming out on the same day. Yeah, you can spend the whole day in the cinema. What's better than that? I mean, it's so interesting how, like, theater culture has changed because I feel like in the heyday of, like, big movie blockbuster weekends, like, no stars of a film would even be allowed to ask be asked questions about the competing film coming out that weekend. But, my God, people are so desperate to, like, get people into theaters that they're all, like, one big happy family now. And it's funny because, like, the two movies could not be more different. Right. So, like, really there is no competition. Like, I think maybe you might be the only person who's, like, so interested in Oppenheimer and, like, World War II or whatever it's about. And Barbie. Like, there's not a ton of crossover. Yeah, but it's cute. I mean, you would think, like, there's two big movies of the summer. Them being released on the same day would be a bad thing. But I think it's just, like, building up hype for the movie industry. A lot of people are – there's so many, like, funny memes about, like, Barbie versus Oppenheimer. I do personally – They're calling it Bar- Barbenheimer or whatever. <laughs> I want to see both. I actually, so I heard a little bit about what Oppenheimer is about. I'm pretty sure it's about like the atomic bomb. Yeah. Um, And this man, Oppenheimer, like living with, you know, the consequences of having made it. 
Um, yeah, I'm actually uh, going to the premiere. So, because you know, fun fact, Josh Peck is in Oppenheimer. When's the premiere? Did it not premiere yet? No, or the New York premiere. The way that these premieres have me in a tizzy, like Barbie premiere was a few days ago. Wasn't it like three months ago? It keeps premiering. I don't know. I don't understand how like the junkets work. No, the Barbie press tour has been going on for one whole year now. And I guess it ends on July 21st um, when people can actually see the movie. So that's exciting. Yeah. I personally, even though I understand what Chillian is saying about spending the whole day at the theater, like having done a doubleheader once, like it was not for me. And with these two movies being so different and also probably like a lot to process, especially if you see Oppenheimer first, I don't think I would see them on the same day. No offense. Me neither. If I had to, I would see Barbie first. Okay. Um, and then go into Oppenheimer. I think that's probably the better way of doing it. Um, and you would do that on the same day. I'm saying if, you know, gun to my head, I had to do a double header. I think the right way to do it is to see Barbie first. Or like you see Barbie first, like maybe we have lunch and we could talk about Barbie, like, and what we thought. Really rehash it. That way our, our, we are tabula rasas when we see Oppenheimer. And then we can go home after and like sit with Oppenheimer. It feels like a film that needs to be sat with. Yeah, but it's crazy that it has so much buzz. Like I know everyone's like, because it's Christopher Nolan. Like, right. I don't know her. First time I've ever heard of him. And then I was watching a teaser or something. So they were like, it's Christopher Nolan, director of this, that, this, that. And the ones that stuck out to me because I had heard of them were or seen them was Gladiator. Okay. The Martian, which I just saw. Yeah. Which was good. And what else? There was other stuff. Hold on. Interstellar. Oh. Inception. Oh. Dunkirk, which you saw. Not my favorite. Just like a lot of stuff. He's just a famed director. Oh, and that's why I was talking about Napoleon, because that is Ridley Scott. Wait, hold Another on. Another famous. I'm sorry. Ridley Scott was the one who, who did gladiator and oh. the martian so the fuck are you talking about not even the martian we're not really like film I'm just like, i think it's safe to say my head is gonna explode no i think if you're like into filmmaking and like the art of you know the cinema you obviously know christopher nolan and his work i'm much more of like um like i like films you know made by like tita fey mindy kaling mindy kaling so we're just different like that you know yes okay so when i was seeing that teaser thing was when i was watching napoleon i just need to clear this yes. up yes napoleon I understand. ridley scott he did the gladiator and the martian and now i'm also seeing house of gucci black hawk down oh i did see black hawk down that was a good movie um and the so other safe guy to say he's a respected filmmaker the other guy does other stuff Okay, well, happy for everyone, you know. It's been a rough year. Well, not year, years uh, for the theater industry. Um, and it's having a moment, especially also, you know, Mission Impossible, I think, comes out this week. Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise was, like, you know, doing a shit ton of interviews all about the theater. He's he's trying to, like, make Mission Impossible, like, up there with Oppenheimer and um, Barbie. It's not up there because it's not on the same week. And I don't, you know, it'll be good. But it's, like, Top Gun is, like, you know, his thing. No, Mission Impossible is his thing, but also I didn't even know they had a new movie coming out except that I saw Sophia with an F at the premiere. Yeah, like Mission (laughs) Impossible kind of got like sidelined because like nobody cared because it wasn't a part of like Barbenheimer. Right. Um, 
I, I'm so curious to see how these movies actually perform because Me too. there has never been more hype for a movie ever than Barbie. Like there's never been more marketing. Every brand has a collab with Barbie. Everyone was at the premiere. And Jackie, we're still 10 days away from the movie actually coming out. No, I know. Like I don't think there's ever been more marketing dollars and brains behind a movie. I need to know how much money it, it makes. Yeah, and I saw, you know, we were talking about how Mattel – obviously owns Barbie and then they're doing that Barney movie we were talking about and I saw I forget where I saw this but do you know that they have 17 more projects in the works Mattel for like you know products that they have being made into movies I believe there's a Polly Pocket movie I'm a little frightened by that yeah it just feels like overkill overkill yeah yeah so also there's another movie at the box office of this that everyone's talking about the Sound of Freedom did you see oh, that yeah. one? And oh, I landed I landed on uh, Sound of Freedom TikTok. People are really upset about it. It's a disturbing movie. It's about child sex trafficking. Yeah, and it's like totally um, like upsetting because obviously child sex, sex trafficking is, is like an upsetting thing. And then people are um, saying that like they're turning off the air conditioning in all of the theaters where they're playing Sound of Freedom because they don't want people, like the elites who like are involved in, in child sex trafficking don't want you to see the film. Like the film was really hard to get made and like no streaming services would take it on. And then I was on, by the way, it's like getting so crazy on TikTok. Then I was like, you know, I follow, I think like Netflix on TikTok and they premiered like a new movie and people in the comments were like, why didn't you pick up Sound of Freedom? Like there is a war going on on social media about this film. I've heard the film is like really disturbing and of course like it's such an important message, but like I really don't know if I have the capacity to like digest that, honestly. Yeah, also it's not getting a lot of press and it didn't make I think it's already made like 40 million dollars which in today's movie um right metrics is like huge and you know then the media doesn't talk about it and then it's like it kind of plays into well why are we talking about this like the you know you're you're silencing someone blowing the horn on sex trafficking because you're a bunch of sex traffickers no and then I also saw on social media like some of the media is painting it as like an alt-right Mm-hmm. film which honestly I don't know if they should say that because it makes the alt-right look, look pretty good <laughs> like oh that they care I mean? about child sex trafficking right yeah. so I just feel like everyone is handling this whole sound of freedom thing like really poorly because like the more I see people talking about it I'm like oh these people on TikTok maybe they're not so crazy yeah yeah I, I was looking on um variety because I wanted to see how much it made so that I have a frame of reference when Barbie and Oppenheimer come out and like all the headlines were like faith-based movie faith-based movie oh faith-based movie because I guess I um, face the the tagline is like all of God's children are worth saving or something like that it's a nice message yeah so I agree I don't think I have the stomach for it but it's really taken and the so, country and, by storm and it's based right. on a true story it's about a man who's like devoted his life to ending child sex trafficking mm. I saw Mel Gibson was, you know, involved, which was confusing. I think um, the director or the star was in Passion of the Christ. Mm, that was also a very, very controversial film. I remember a when I was a controversial faith-based film. <laughs> Literally. I re- do you remember? Like, I never saw The Passion of the Christ. I don't even know what it's about. But, like, I remember when I was a kid, like, everyone was talking about it. And, like, people were, like, picketing like theaters uh, that was such a crazy time that was a crazy time I don't remember what was controversial about it but I feel like it was because they had like Jesus like on a cross being killed oh and why is that controversial I don't know like not controversial but it's like disturbing I don't 
I don't know. We were literally five. I couldn't say. That was such, but like the way I remember that time in my life, like just remember the time. I'm like, if you ever think like, what's Claudia thinking about? She's thinking about the time that the Passion of the Christ had the universe in a chokehold. Yeah. I'm trying to see what the controversy was. Despite criticisms that Gibson deliberately added material to the historical accounts of first century Judea, some scholars defend the film as not being primarily concerned with historical accuracy. I guess it was historically inaccurate. And I'm that was like before Mel Gibson's like obsession with anti-Semitism, correct? Yeah. The Passion of the Christ was considered by some to be too graphic and violent as it shows mm. the whipping, nailing to the cross, and piercing crown of thorns. I feel like it was just of the maybe it was just before its time because now they put anything in movies, right? Like I've seen, I can't imagine what was so disturbing about it that we haven't seen on like Game of Thrones. It says these intense, bloody images caused distress to many viewers who experienced sickness or uncontrollable tears. So they had to actually edit the movie with less violence after the initial run. Some kids can't hang. And there's also, um, he was accused for anti-Semitism for his harsh depiction of Jews in the movie. Oh, in, oh, so maybe that was the start of his journey with anti-Semitism. Yeah. That's beautiful. Damn, not the passion of the Christ on a hump day. No, I'd like the way you just opened up a recess of my mind when you said the passion <laughs> of the Christ. Like, that was such a crazy time. And so I don't know if Mel Gibson is involved with Sound of Freedom any more than the fact that he's associated with passion of the Christ guy. I do not know. Right. No, no. That is that is a, a good connection. Whew. Uh, are you ready for our fifth and final story? Which, again, like, if your stomach was in knots, just keep it there because um, our fifth and final story is disturbing yet justified. Okay. Sicko. Larry. Yep. Sicko. I love this fucking story. I know. Me too. Sicko sports doctor Larry Nasser was stabbed in his cell away from prison cameras. So Larry Nasser was attacked in prison inside of his cell and out of sight of cameras, according to an insider. The child molester who sexually abused hundreds of gymnasts, including leading Olympians during his time as the U.S. Olympic gymnastic doctor, was stabbed at least 10 times with a makeshift, we makeshift weapon inside his federal prison in Florida on Sunday. But it is deemed an unwitnessed event because it was inside a cell, the main blind spot for cameras Aww. inside the high security lockup. Oh, shucks. Shucks. Sur surveillance cameras otherwise scan corridors and common areas, although it was not immediately clear if they caught the attacker entering the cell. The stabbing was the second time that the pedophile has been attacked since getting sentenced to hundreds of years in prison in three different trials for molesting young athletes and possessing child porn. Like, one of the things, probably the only thing I love dearly about our prison system is the hierarchy um, and the way they, like, these are, you know, people, most people in there have, like, committed horrible crimes. But the way they have, like, a zero tolerance policy for, like, people who fuck with kids, like, is my favorite thing. Um, and I just love, love, love that this man was stabbed ten times. And to that I say, do it again, you know? Yeah. No, it was, I think everyone saw that headline and was like, Nice. Good. Go get him. I didn't realize this was the second time he was stabbed. Me neither. Um, I wonder if it's people like in prison who one like have obviously beef with what he did or beef with him or if it's like people on the outside parents who are like yeah. get him. Well I mean have you seen what he looks like? He doesn't you know appear to be the type of guy who's gonna you know um, really do well in prison. He's like this disgusting looking nerd mm -hmm. who weighs like 100 pounds soaking wet. So 
I imagine he's not the most popular. And then, you know, he's famous too. So, like, it gets around, like, that's the guy who, you know, fucked with kids. Yeah. And I imagine it's a recipe for un disastre. I could also imagine him, like, being the fucking worst as a person, like, in his personality. Right. Like, he's he thinks he's, like, a big swinging doctor. And it's like, dude, right. you're a pedophile. Yeah. And, like, you assaulted, like, the the gems of our nation. Yeah. Like, our, our crowning our Our crowning, our crowning like achievements. Over a hundred of them. Yeah. And you think you're better than us because you're a quote-unquote doctor? Get the fuck out of here. No, and, like, I just, I sleep well knowing that, like, pedophiles who get caught, like, have, like, being in prison is is one of the worst experiences. It's horrible. But nobody has a worse time in prison than pedophiles because they are, like, the lowest of the low. And I just, that brings me peace. Yeah. As does, you know, I guess no cameras caught it. I hate to right. see it. It's so, it's just too bad, you know? Shucks, shucks, shucks. No. <laughs> um, so those were good stories, Jax. Yeah, they were. I enjoyed them immensely. I did too. And the show's not over, which I also enjoy immensely, because Wednesday is our Dear Toasters Day. So we do an advice segment every Wednesday where we get three submissions from different girlies going through different things. And today is no different. If you ever want to write in, we have two ways of submission. You can go to thetoastpodcast.com, scroll down, there's a little submission box, it's totally anonymous, or you can email us, deartoasters at gmail.com. Now today we have two submissions and one update. We have an update from the girly last week who kind of shook the toast universe um, with her submission about her legs and her bug bites. Oh my God, I'm so glad to get an update so quickly. A quick turnaround. She, I respect that because, you know, sometimes we, we help girlies. We give really well thought out advice and we never hear from them again, which is fine, you know, because I have to assume that, like, you took our advice. It went so well. You literally forgot to write us because you're having such a fabulous time. Mm-hmm. You're on vacation, too. Having said that, it still hurts. And if we've helped you in recent months, please write us an update. Mm-hmm. Now, Dear Toasters is brought to you by Rakuten. So Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because Rakuten members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 4,200 stores across every shopping category. So that's beauty, that's clothing, that's electronics, home, department stores, pets, etc. So you're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not save while doing it? It's a no-brainer. So some of the stores that work with Rakuten are Sephora, you know, which a lot of us are shopping at daily. Macy's, Ulta, Nike, Adidas, Petco, eBay, Zappos, Expedia, that's a good one, Best Buy. So if you've used Rakuten, you know that the experience is fabulous. It's really fun. It's really easy. And there's really no reason not to use Rakuten. It is the smartest way to save money when you shop. You can get cash back at over 4,200 stores across every single category. There are so many brands on there that we all use every single day, so there's no reason not to get started on Rakuten. The membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. So start shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really, really adds up. Rakuten is spelled R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. They also have an app, Rakuten, spelled the exact same way. Your cash back really adds up. It's something that's so easy to do. And it's fabulous. So there's really no reason not when you're shopping at Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, whatever it is. Just make sure you got the Rakuten set up. Get Make a membership. It's free to sign up. And, you know, you'll be saving money. And you'll be better than all your friends who are not. <laughs> so, ready for your toasters? Ready. Okay. Hey, Jackson Turdy Lou. Love you guys so much. I've been seeing this guy for two months. And he's a total peach on. 
But I've recently discovered that he's an all-natural type of man. So he makes his own soap, body wash, toothpaste, deodorant. He doesn't even believe in shampoo and he uses aloe and beef fat as skincare. Even his cleaning supplies are made of like vinegar and alcohol. Me, I need my products and that includes soap. So I bring them slash buy them when I come over to his place. But it's really causing friction in our relationship. Is there a compromise here or is this a deal breaker? Oh, that's interesting. I would say off the bat, my thoughts are like, he can do him as long as like you can do you and and he's not like trying to get you to stop using products. I mean, eventually when you guys like, if you move in together, it will come to a head. Like what kind of cleaning su- products are you going to buy? Honestly, right. I think Branch Basics would be a really good compromise because it's yeah, not it's toxic. Yeah, so true. Um, but I think as long as he's not trying to change you, then you don't need to try and change him. And as long as like he doesn't smell and all this well, like, that, and the beef fat that is, is working for him. That's what I wanted to talk about. Like, she didn't write this, but I need to know in order to really help. Like, what does this man smell like? Is all of this, like, effectively keeping him clean? Or does he have, like, B.O. and yellow teeth? Like, because that, for me, is just, like, a deal breaker. Like, you smell? I'm fucking out, bitch. Like, and I respect people who are principled in terms of, like, you know, toxicity and, like, wanting to, you know, make their own shampoo or whatever. Um, Having said that, I do feel like people like that and someone like me, like, we're so different like, there's no way, like, a, that type of relationship could even work. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And I feel the same way. But, like, one, I think men and women have different needs. So, like, maybe that would work for a man. But, like, I I need shiny hair. You know? Like, it's just, yeah. it's not going to work for me. So, I feel like, I feel like if, I, I don't care what product Zach uses. I don't notice what he uses. So, like, if he yeah. were making but, his. But you don't notice because he don't smell. Right. No. So, I'm just saying, like, as long as it's not actually, like, affecting you what he's doing I I don't see why you guys can't like be parallel in what kind of products you use again it will present to be a challenge at certain points in your relationship but I think if your relationship is strong enough you can get through it and also like not saying either one of you has to change but maybe one of you becomes interested in the other one's way of doing things and doesn't mean you you switch to all beef fat and like products but Mm -hmm. like oh you know what I could make my own I don't know body wash or something small things to be honest small changes to to be honest uh, i'm just speaking like if this were me like this would be a deal breaker for me i I just i have to be honest and that's i'm not saying i would give it a chance um, personally i would be open to it I, i wouldn't and only because like let's say he doesn't even smell okay like i am just so different from this person like there's no way this relationship could work like i would i think it would be a waste of my time honestly Okay. And like toothpaste? I'm sorry. Toothpaste? What if he has a good alternative? I'm sorry. I'm just not buying it. Like, I see people like on reels and stuff making their own moisturizer and it looks nice. They use coconut oil, a couple of like shea butter. Okay, people on Real make their own moisturizer with, like, the exact same ingredients. That Like, this guy's, like, being alternative. Yeah, okay, if you want to make your own moisturizer and literally use shea butter, coconut oil, like, all the things, fine. But, like, beef fat? Like, I'm sorry. No, aloe vera is not shampoo. I'm, I'm sorry. just saying, like, I understand if you want to be open towards it. I don't know where it's going to lead you. But, you know, it's hard to find a nice guy. And so if you guys no, are getting I'm along. No, I'm sorry. We're, no, like, we are not compromising, like, hygiene for love. I'm sorry. Well, we said he doesn't. We're going under the premise that he doesn't smell. That, like, it's all working for him. I, I'm sorry. I, I actually can't get under that premise. It seems so highly unlikely. You're going to have to clarify if he smells. Yeah, for real. Because that's a deal breaker. Yeah. Okay, so you have two different perspectives. Yeah, Run. 
All right. <laughs> Dear Jackson Clerd and the Strice Bros, I need some advice on how to update my wardrobe and gain confidence with what I wear. I'm 29, fashion obsessed, but I suffer majorly from feeling uncomfortable in my body. I was raised not being allowed to paint my nails, show any skin, never worn makeup, not even for my wedding. But I desperately want to change that. I don't know where to start or how to grow my confidence and stop wearing hoodies and biker shorts. XOXO, a bare-nailed fashion disaster. If it's helpful, my favorite fashion icons right now. Paige DeSorbo, Sophia Ritchie, Turdy Lou. Wow. Wow. Well, that's actually what I was going to say. I would say um, this is a place where like influencers can actually be really helpful. And especially influencers who do this for a living, like who have, you know, daily like to know it updates with uh, like shopping options, not just influencers who post their outfit that's like inspirational, which is always good to have inspiration. But I would say like find an influencer who has a similar body type to you or like has a style that you like as well but also I would say size wise and proportion wise it's not just about mm-hmm. like weight it's also about like you know how does she have a long torso do you have a long torso short are you legs, busty short legs. are you right exactly like do you want to accentuate your waist does she accentuate her waist I would find some influencers that you can relate to their um body type and their and their fashion style and then like troll their links yeah, also, I would just get comfortable with the fact that, like, this is going to be a transitional period for you. And, like, you're going to take risks and you might look a little nuts. And, like, that's okay. Like, you have to, like, do it wrong before you can figure out, like, what you like and what looks best on you. So, like, just honestly, like, throw caution to the wind and just go balls to the wall. Because you really won't figure out, like, what you like until you try everything. Oh, my my approach is a little more methodical. Like, I would say, like dive into the into the materials that you have available like do some research find the people explore instagram like really there's so much out there that you can glean inspiration from like people's like to know it's you know uh so many influencers like literally this is their job is like posting outfits then posting like dupe outfits and just go through everything see what you like see who you relate to on their body type and i think it'll be easier for you to nail down like out of all those things, what you like best. And then, you know, eventually you could take the training wheels off and shop for yourself. Yeah. But I but would just, I like, just copy like, and paste to start. Yeah, no, totally. First of all, like, those platforms like LTK, Pinterest, like, it's really um, – that's what these things are designed for. Like, there's so many resources out there for you. But I just feel like, you know what? Like, this is going to be a big change. Like, just lean in. Yeah, when you know? it comes to, like, your makeup and your nails, like, try stuff. You know, I'm wearing purple nails right now because I'm like, it's temporary. If I don't like it, I'll get another manicure in a week and it will just have been fun. Like, you got to try some stuff for fun. But I also understand not wanting to buy a ton of stuff that's, like, not going to work for you and you're going to look yep. like a clown. Like, it's an expensive endeavor. So I yep. think doing as much research as you can beforehand will help you. But I think this is so exciting. Yeah, I love this journey for you. Yeah. Godspeed, girly. Send pics when, when you're updated, you know? Yeah. All right, our third and final is an update from the girl last week who said um, her husband recently told her that he found all the mosquito bites on her legs really unattractive, and she let us know that that was unbelievably hurtful. Um, She spends, you know, all the days outside with the kids. It's summertime. She's just being, like, a devoted mother, and her husband basically said it was, like, unattractive, and, you know, he was having a hard time having sex with her because of her fucking mosquito bites. And we basically ripped him into an asshole, and um, And she wrote wrote us an update. And we said that she should do the same. Yeah. So she said, hi, Mosquito Girl update. I volunteered my husband to go camping in the backyard with our kids. When he came back, he got bit, he was covered in mosquito bites, and I told him that it was gross and unattractive. We laughed about it, and now everything feels even. 
I love that. Sometimes the best advice, an eye for an eye. Yeah, no, because you know what? While the whole world may be blind, if I'm blind, everybody should be. 100%. It only, that feels right. A bite for a bite. I love that for you. Way to get creative. And sometimes the only way to make someone like see themselves is to put them exactly in the position that they put you in. You have to walk a mile in their shoes. And I absolutely love that for you. Good for you for taking control. I hope your husband felt like a prick. And the world feels at ease. Justice has been served. Thank you for writing us an update. It's so nice to hear from our, you know, girlies all grown up. And especially one week later, because I, I think that that submission took a lot of people by storm. Like, a lot of people said something to me. Like, people who I'm, like, friends with are like, oh, my God, I was listening. That Dear Toasters was crazy. And we were all talking yeah. about the bug bites. Yeah. It was a bug bite, you know, heard around the world. It's true. So I'm glad that we could put a lid on be it. Of ser- be of service. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our show. Thank you to everyone who wrote into Dear Toasters. Again, if you ever want to submit, it's totally anonymous. And it's deartoasters at gmail.com or just head over to thetoastpodcast.com and there's a submission box at the bottom of the homepage. We love you. Tomorrow's episode, uh, TBD, up in the air. We'll, we'll see what's going on, you know? TBD, we'll see how TSL goes on the TBD. Right. So that's our show, you guys. But we Thank will you so be much for doing a show. Just oh, of course, of course. Unclear if it's in studio or remote. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast and Lane Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us at Toast the Five Star Review at Abby Wilsoning and Wicked Late on the Dead Way. Love ya. Bye.